Awesome, thank you. Big day. Lots of chocolate. Lots of chocolate. I've got a cool story actually about communion, um, but not so much about communion, but it's about, uh, it was about the application. Um, we were in the car. We had a friend come over and stay. Um, same, I got a uh, six-year-old son. His friend came over and stayed with us a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago. And we were in the car, and he wanted to stay on Saturday night. And we were, so we were like, that's fine, but on, on Sunday, we go to church. And he's like, oh, what's church? So we explained to him, Chrissy was explaining to him what church was and that um, we follow the Lord, and this is what we do in our home, and, 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 and we go to church to praise and worship our God, Jesus Christ. And he was like, oh, sounds boring. <laughs> so we're trying to explain to him more about the story, and then my son, Makaiti, pops out the back and goes, yeah, and we drink his blood. <laughs> so then Chrissy had to spend the rest of the trip trying to, trying to talk down the situation that we're not actually drinking someone's blood. <laughs> it's the symbol of blood, and it's only grape juice. But it was um, this little six-year-old introduction to our Lord was um, based around this whole drinking of blood. Yeah, but um, it's a big day today. It's a significant day. And I hope you've all fasted because I know what happens on days like this as a parent. When we go Easter egg hunting, we put a limit on our kids. We make them get as much as they can. And then we put a limit of five so we can eat the rest. Hey, I know that's the way it works usually. But Today is a significant day. It's a significant day for one big reason. And the reason is because our Lord was resurrected today. And it's fundamental to our faith. The whole reason we are here today is because the Lord rose from the dead. But I'm going to share a story about, have you guys heard of Harry Houdini? You guys heard of Harry Houdini? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, escapes everything. Yeah, that's the man, that, the magician. So Harry, they, just, they, they, they did as much as they can to kill this man. They put him in canvas bags. They chucked him off cliffs, off waterfalls. They put him in bear kegs. They um, put him in a prison, in a, in, a, in a major prison. But he always broke out. He could get out of everything. But one day in 1924, um, death came upon him. And death hit him. But before he was on his deathbed, he said to his wife, if I find a way out, it's me that's going to find a way out. It's me that's going to find a way out of death. And just to let you know that on the anniversary of my death, I want you to leave a light shade, a lamp on, but, uh, you know, above my picture, and I'll communicate with you. Well, for 10 years, she did this, and he never communicated. Because he never escaped death. So he come to death. We have a story about Jesus Christ. And today, Jesus Christ rose from the death. So we've heard of, a man, we've heard of this man, Harry, but we've also heard of this man, Jesus Christ. On the third day, Jesus Christ raised up and rose from the sleep of death And Jesus Christ passed through the walls of the rock tomb. And Jesus Christ is alive. He is not behind us in the tomb. He is before us on a throne. He's before us on the throne. We spoke about something this morning, a morning prayer that was called, that was quite significant. Just as much as proof as I'm going to share with you today, they left the tomb closed. Well, the tomb was closed. 
was just another significant amount of proof of his risen, how he has risen. But I want to ask a question, and we've got, we've all got a subject of the kingdom, but we also have the resurrection, and I want, to, I want to challenge you today and say to you, what if Christ didn't rise? What if we weren't part of the kingdom? What would that look like? So I want to reinforce today the significance of the importance of what today is and what that means. We'll bring up, um, can we bring up, can we bring up the first reading, which is, I'm going to use um, Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians 15. So it's long, so he's going to have to bounce back and we're going to have to go through, so bear with me. So I'll begin with verse 12. But it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead. How can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? What if Easter didn't exist? What if Christ was not risen? It's a loaded question, much like um, what, if you're, what if you were never born? It's a deep question, really, if you think about it, if you really want to reflect on it. What if you were never born? What if Christ had never come about? What if Christ was not risen? Because the truth is, our faith is fundamentally exists upon this event. Churches today, you're here today, right now, because of this event. Countless millions, millions and millions of people put their faith in Christ because they believe His resurrection is to be true. What would your life look like if the resurrection never happened, if Easter didn't exist? First one of four points. Your message would be powerless. So verse 12 to to 15, we can have that up, we've got... But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. More than that, we are, not, we are then found to be false witnesses about God, for we have testified about God that we have raised Christ from the dead, but he did not raise him. In fact, the dead are not raised. So if we notice in verse 14, then it says, and if Christ has not been raised and your preaching, our preaching is useless and so is your faith. Again, another strong word, uh, statement. Another, the strongest word in there is useless. If we go to the dictionary, the word useless means, well, many meanings, but I've got two here, without effect or powerless. Paul says, if Easter doesn't exist, then our message is powerless. And what's our message? We know what our message is. We know what our message is. Our message as a Christian goes a little like this. Well, goes like this. That God loved you so much, he sent Jesus Christ to die for you on a cross. He took your place, what you deserved, and paid for the price for your sin. He suffered and he died. He was buried in a borrowed tomb for three days. He rose up again on the third day by the power of the Almighty God. He ascended to heaven and now offers victory over sin through the cross and victory over death through resurrection. Amen? Amen. That's our message, right? But if Christ didn't rise, then Easter doesn't exist. And if Easter doesn't exist, then our message is powerless. It's got no fat in it. 
You see, one of the purposes we have from when we've been saved, when we walk with the Lord, is to share this message. It's to proclaim the good news of the Lord. That's what we do. We share about this amazing God, what He has done, and what He will do. His amazing news as far as we are concerned. You know, He is amazing news. And we need to share that. That's what we do. It's part of our, it's part of our walk. I remember when I first, I was actually, we were with a group on um, Tuesday. We have a men's group on Tuesday, 7 o'clock. Talk to Reuben if you want to do that. Um, but um, I remember when I first came to the Lord and I was, I was talking about how I just, I couldn't share enough of it. I was, I was sitting down with my hairdresser, or my, my barber, I'm not allowed to call it a hairdresser for men, are we? Are we allowed to call them hairdressers? My barber, my banging barber. So I sat down with him, oh, her, sorry, and um, I, just, I just, I remember just sharing everything I could with her. Everything about this good news, because I just wanted to share this amazing news I had. And she was just the first of many. But if I reflect on this, I reflect, okay, so what if I didn't have good news to share with her? What if I just sat with her and just said, oh, well, yeah, because of my sin. Yeah, so could you imagine that if I just sat with her and, and just went like, and it went like this? Because of my sin, I would be separated from God for all of eternity. Then can you imagine me coming under conviction for all of my sin? And then feeling the full weight of the penalty of that sin. And then have to beg my hairdresser to tell me or let me know what I could do to escape all this sin. You know what my hairdresser's going to say? She's going to say, is that a number two? Or is it all coming off? And then she's going to say, good luck with that. Because there'll be no good news. If Christ was not resurrected, then I'll be in trouble. We'll be in trouble. Imagine if I knocked on your door one afternoon, I said, you've won $10 million. And you've gone straight away. I'm going to tithe $9 million of that to Excite. I'm going to give $1 million to Wayne, the Duxbury Foundation. And the other million, I'm going to keep for myself because there's heaps. But then all of a sudden, that gets ripped away from you. You're already in the motion of spending it. You've sort of already decided you're going to give it all away and what you're going to do. But then someone says, actually, it's not true. There's no lotto. You haven't won anything. It's all a lie. And you just got to go back to your normal life. Not only is it sort of a powerless message, it's a cruel message. It's not a very nice message to hear. It's not a very nice way to be part of, part of that. But your message is not powerless. Because Easter does exist, Christ is risen. And Paul says in Romans 1.16, for I, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Our message is not powerless. And I've seen the message of the cross change lives. I'm an example of that. We have people sitting in these seats that are an example of that. I've seen it bring men and women to the point of repentance. I've seen drug addictions released, alcoholics give up booze, marriages restored, prisoners set free from sin, and hateful people fall in love with Jesus from the message 
of the cross. The message is not powerless. It's the power to change lives. And it has the power to change your life. And I bet you it's changed your life in some way. So if we go back to Corinthians verse 15, verse, uh, 15 again. Oh, sorry, yeah, uh, chapter 15. And we go to, we're going to go to 14. Might be up there. Um, point number two. Our faith would be useless. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. Paul continues by saying, if Easter didn't exist or if Christ has not risen, then our faith is useless. It's the same word twice. So in other words, what good is your faith if Christ is not risen from the dead? If Christ is not risen, then all is a myth. There's no need to follow him. You can live any way you want. You can act any way you want. You can do anything you want. Say anything you want. doesn't really matter. You see, if Easter didn't exist, your faith wouldn't matter at all. I believe that in every person, in every one of us, there's a desire to find someone or something to trust unconditionally. To know that no matter what, they will be there. So no, no, no matter what, they're going to stand with you. No matter what, they're going to forgive you. No matter what, they're going to just support you and be there through thick and thin. They're always there. Even when it seems like it's falling apart, they will be there. We know that the someone is Jesus Christ. The same Jesus Christ that has risen, the same Jesus Christ for why we're here today. Because I guess I've put it into another example as a warranty. If we buy a product, we're always relying on a warranty, aren't we? We're always relying on a warranty that comes with this product, letting us know that no matter what happens to this product, we're going to get it fixed or we're going to get a new, we're going to get a, a new product from this. We put our faith in this product no matter what. And what we do is we make sure that we love and we look after this product or we rely on this product for this warranty. And when, once that warranty runs out, we know we're in trouble. We know that, you know, it's hit or miss with this product. But what the Lord gives us is he gives us an infinity warranty, a warranty that lasts for a lifetime. Because fortunately, Jesus Christ did rise from the dead. Easter does exist. It's real. It's not fake. It's true. It's not a lie. We can trust Him with our lives, and we can live for Him. Galatians 2.20, if we can. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The Lord, I now live in body, I live by faith in the Son of, of God who loved me and gave himself for me, for you. Amen? Because Christ is risen, you can trust him. You can trust him with your life, with your family, with your friendship, with your finances, and with your future. The infinity warranty. 
You ain't going to get a better warranty than that. And when we put our trust in him, it's when we feel true fulfillment. There's a sense of completion in that. There's a clean sense of peace, a sense of ease upon you, which is hard to come by in today's world. With so much going on, so much around us, so much noise constantly going on, telling us this and that. If we just lean into our Lord and completely trust Him, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's easy. But you will get peace from that trust. You can... I get, oh, and Pastor Paul brought it up last weekend. He brought up the table, the significance of a table and coming to the table. I, just, I thought about that just then. When we come to that table, there needs to be trust. When we come to that tra- table and put trust, you know, Paul put it as a trading table. When we come to that table and we sit down to trade with him, you need to have trust in what you're trading with. You need to have trust in the person that you're trading with. What is good, how good is the deal going to be if it's with someone you don't trust? You know, you, it's the same when you go to a car salesman and you know that you just have this funny feeling that he's trying to do as much as he can to get as much money out of you. That's the worst trading table you, there is. But when it comes to the Lord's trading table, that's completely different. There's a flip side to that. That's a 100% deal that you know that you're going to come out the better of. Point number three, our salvation would be pointless. And we're going to go back to Corinthians 15. We're going to do 17 and 18, if we can. The Bible tells us, verse 17 and 18, And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, you are still in your sins, then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If Christ has not been raised, your your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. If Easter didn't exist, your salvation would be pointless. Your salvation would be pointless. In fact, if Easter didn't exist, there'd be no such thing as salvation. You just wipe salvation out out of everything. You see, salvation promises the forgiveness of sins. But the Bible says that if Christ is not risen, we're still in our sins. We're not forgiven, and we owe debt ourselves. Salvation promises a future, a resurrection one day, and a home forever in heaven. But if Christ is not being raised from the dead, we can't expect to be raised from the dead either. You see, a major part of our salvation is the forgiveness of our sins. A promise of resurrection. But if Jesus didn't rise again, then we can't experience the salvation at all. This powerful experience, that this life-changing moment that some of us have been through, most of us have been through here, wouldn't have happened. Think about it like this. If Jesus did not rise from the dead, we are still guilty of our sin before God. If we are still guilty of our sin before God, we still owe a debt for our sin, and we cannot have fellowship with our Lord. 
Imagine not being able to have fellowship with our Lord. I go back to that completion, that fulfillment. That's another place. It's another place where that trading table is. There's another place that we just need to be to help us to walk through this life. It's to be having fellowship with our Lord. Sin separates us from the Holy God. If we are still in our sins, then it means that God is holding us or holding our sins against us. To have fellowship with our God, our sin must be forgiven. No resurrection, <clears throat> no forgiveness. <clears throat> now someone might say to you, well, I thought we paid for our sins. I thought he paid for our, Jesus paid for our sins on the cross. Yes, you're right. He did pay for our sins on the cross, which was before the resurrection. Yes. But the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15 and 3. Oh, got that. Doing well, Evangeline. Testing you. For what I received, I passed on to you as, a first, uh, as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. So yes, but the resurrection is just as important as our salvation. Romans 4.25. He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. The reason that God raised his son from the dead was twofold. It was to vindicate that Jesus was truly innocent of sin. And to validate our forgiveness as a demonstration that God had received Christ's sacrifice for our sin. Twofold. Aren't you thankful that Easter does exist? Christ is risen, and as a result of that, salvation is not pointless. In fact, it's absolutely essential and necessary. It's not pointless, and it's the whole point of life, essentially. We go back to Corinthians 15 again, Evangeline. We're going to go to verse 19. For only his life, what have we got? Uh, for for uh, only for this life we have hope in Christ. We are all of people most to be pitied. Only for his life we have, uh, only for his life we have hope in Christ. We are all of uh, we of all people most to be pitied. Let's be honest. We want most of our lives to count for something. We want our lives to make a difference. We want to be part of a difference. But if Christ has not been raised from the dead, Paul says, we are of all people most to be pitied. Why? Because everything we're living for then is a lie. And doesn't matter. If Christ is not risen, if Easter did it doesn't exist, then life is hopeless and all things you do in life for him, they don't matter at all. If Christ was not risen, I've wasted my time I shouldn't even be standing up here. But it gets better. <laughs> Hang in there, guys. It's not all negative. Hang in there. We've got this, okay? 
but Christ did rise from the dead. So instead of being pitied, we should be envied. Because the life we live does matter. Paul says in Corinthians 15, 58, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm, let nothing move you, always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Because Christ, and because Christ rose from the dead, we too should be envied because of the glorious rewards and the blessings that we are experiencing now, we will experience in the future, and we will go on to experience. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4.17, I had no scriptures last time, now I've got heaps. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. In other words, because of the, the resurrection, everything you do, everything you go through, good and bad, has meaning and purpose. Your life has a purpose. I think it's beautiful. I put, it puts everything into perspective for me. We were sitting, I was sitting on... Uh, we, were just, we woke up this morning with Christy, and we actually talked about this with my wife. And we talked about our journey and what we've been through and the things that we just have, you know, experienced. And because of the resurrection, because of the Lord, it makes it all worth it because of where we were right there. Wonderful marriage, beautiful children, beautiful children a, a, a good, successful business, all going well. And our life was it's just so good no matter what we've been through, it's made it all worth it. Because the Lord has been us with us the whole time. Because Christ rose from the dead, we should all be envied. The fact that God has a plan for you, for me, is amazing and something to be celebrated. I'm going to start, I'm going to finish with this, but we're going to do 1 Corinthians 15, 20 to 22. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes through also a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. You are alive because Christ died today. How amazing is it that Christ was raised from the dead for us? If you listen to my message and only heard negativity, you've missed the point. You're off in la-la land. You ate your chocolate early. Or you're thinking about your chocolate, one or the other. We're here today celebrating, celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because Christ was resurrected. Was resurrected. Because of Christ, you've been made alive. Your salvation wasn't for nothing. You have everything to live for. Your life is a celebration to Him. A celebration for Him. The resurrection of Christ is the very center of your Christian faith. It's significant. It's massive. 
I think we forget that. I think we can forget that and we walk in our journey. We forget why we're here. We forget why we're coming to church. We forget why we trust Him. We forget why we feel the peace. We forget why we are walking with the Lord. It's because really this, our whole salvation pins on this moment today that He rose from the cross for you. Because Christ rose from the dead, as he promised, we know that what, we, what he said and says is true and that, and that he is God. The resurrection affirms the truthfulness of Jesus Christ and his words and his life. The resurrection confirms his authority to say, I am the resurrection and the life. Because he rose, we have locked in that our sins are forgiven. Because he rose, he lives and represents us before God. Because he rose and defeated death, we also know we will be raised. Christ's resurrection guaranteed both his promise and his authority to make that promise. We must and have every reason to take his word, taken by his word. So today is a celebration of the truth. So go out, enjoy your life, enjoy the significance of your journey, enjoy the significance of the ups and downs, because Jesus rose for you. Let's pray. Lord, we lift our hearts to you. May we carry the togetherness we share into this every moment, knowing we are one with you, the risen Christ. Lord, we lift our eyes to you. May this moment stay with us, reminding us to look for the beautiful colors of promise in your word. May we breathe this morning and know you sustain us, keep us, and work within us always. And so we lift our voices to you. We celebrate the greatest day in history, the most significant day in our walk when you, Jesus, rose from the death, defeated darkness, and bathed the world in a stunning resurrection light. May we live to praise you. Father, we thank you that our message is powerful. Father, we thank you that our faith is meaningful. And Father, we thank you for our salvation. And we thank you, Father, that our life has purpose. Amen. Amen. Amen.